Bondo. Yeah. Star Wars Sessions in the building, children, ladies. This is the way to the recap, baby. And you know, it's gonna get wild when Matt and Luke talk Mando and the child. morning afternoon or evening wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to star wars sessions mandalorian recap yep it's the season finale it's happened we've watched it my name is jabba the hud otherwise known as matt hudson and joining me for this season finale recap is the king of bazardon master bly walker himself luke bly are you all right mate ah uh, mate i don't know am i all right <laughs> I don't know. Is this is this reality? Is this the real world? I don't know, Matty boy. I don't know what's real anymore. Matt, um, you know, this is the season finale, like you said, mate. I'm going to really miss waking up a bit early, like a crazy person on Fridays and watching Mando. You know, it just feels so right. And it's become such a routine for the last two months. Um but dude, what a send-off. What a send-off. Before we go any further, it goes without saying, Matty Boy, this is obviously a spin-off show um, from our main show that we do every Wednesday. Um, and Mando Recap kind of says it in the name. We're talking spoilers. We're talking spoilers. So spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, aliens and everyone in between. Um, mate. Mate. <sighs> Matt. Broba Fett. Brogu. Brokatan. <laughs> right. I, I I haven't, again, I, I always say, and I, and I haven't, I haven't been online, I haven't been on socials or, or Discord. So, again, I don't know what people are saying. I have a very good idea, I believe. But what you said just now was what a lot of people have been saying that they're so, they, they were so looking forward to this season finale for, you know, it's Manda, isn't it? But at the same time, it's like, this is the, for this season, this is the end. We've got a year wait. Like, like you've done and like I've been doing, waking up early or coming home, putting the man on straight away, doing this recap and then putting it out for everyone and chatting of all you guys and girls. Yeah. It's become like eight weeks of just like awesomeness. And we'll do it again next year. I'm I'm quite certain about that. But it is it is um very sad to see it go, mate. But you've just mentioned this is a spoiler episode. So season two, episode eight, chapter sixteen, the rescue. Anyone who listened to our round table on uh, the pre-finale speculation, I called that title. I called it would be The Rescue. So I'm you taking did. that. You did. There were, mate, there's been a few things that's happened in this season finale that we both called. Right. And, this uh, is, and this is what I had to say, mate. This is what I've had to say now. So, something happened in this, which we're going to mention. You know what I'm getting at? Which the only person I've known who has religiously said this is going to happen, this person will show up, whether now or in the future, it's happening Put your money down, you know, whatever you've got to put down, do it, because this person is showing up. And, you know, we uh, I've said uh, he might do, maybe in like the series finale, three or four seasons down the line, uh, a couple of other people, who, like people on the round table, like Ant, were saying, I'm not sure he's going to turn up. Other people online are saying there's no way this guy's turned up. But Luke Bly was the only man, I've not, and I mean that, man or woman, who was steadfast, refused to budge from this. And he said, uh, no, he said congratulations for Canon, for Cobb and for and all these people but 
Dude, you get you get the round of applause today because oh. you're the only person I know who's, who's been dead set on this, man. Thank you so much, mate. Yeah, no, well, I I'm pretty sure I said this months ago. I was like, I, I last I, season. I was like, I can see Luke coming into this because he oh. is the only Jedi available. And you know, in the round table, we've been talking about Ezra and Luke, and it always seemed far fetched, man. But so much happens in this episode. <laughs> the the the, and I think we should re- let's just shelf like the 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 Luke thing for just a second. I think right? so. Because, I think so. Because even the beginning of this episode, you know, Din, Boba, meeting up with Bo-Katan and um, Sasha Banks. Thank you. Um, so sick. So sick. So Western cowboy badassery. It's, it's, it's amazing to see. And for a lot of this episode, Matty Boy, I wasn't, I wasn't completely confident on where it was going. Like, I was like, man, what, what's going on here? Like, it's obvious that, like you said, well done, mate, for getting the name of the episode right, The Rescue. Um, that's what they're doing. They're just getting together a few more people that they know, and they're heading to the Star Destroyer, right? Let's it's go. Another heist. Another Let's- heist. Let's do this, right? That's that's their thing. That's what they're doing. And I think it played out really well. And and as the episode went on, you kind of realized, yeah, this ain't gonna be easy. I don't mm. like I, for for a chunk of the episode, I wasn't confident that they were gonna succeed. Like when Mando was just getting beaten down, <clears throat> he was just getting absolutely pwned, wasn't he? He was getting and, handed, wasn't he? And it's like, well what's going to happen? Because there's loads of them. <laughs> you know, there's loads of these dark troopers. Um, lots of nods to the old EU as well, yep, which I yes. thought was really cool. You know, oh, this is the third phase of dark trooper. The other ones like had no humans. Cool. Right. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, again, like the last chapter, it's really shown us again, how much Mando relies on his Beskar armor. You know, without his armor, he's a dead man, right? That's About fair to say. Times. And it doesn't, it doesn't, that doesn't negate how um, powerful and 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 just how much of an athlete he is, right? How much of a warrior he is. But still, I mean, you're going up against like super battle droids on roids, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> they put the roids in battle droids. <laughs> they do. They legit do. Uh, mate, yeah, it's it's hard to kind of like, it's hard to think about this episode. We got like industrial wasteland planet. That was pretty cool. That was um, sweet. It reminded me of like the Mini Cooper factory, like in Oxfordshire. Like <laughs> there's a part of England you drive past. You know, I think it's in Oxfordshire and you just, and, and it's a beautiful part of the UK. And you're going like through this motorway, and there's suddenly like these two chimneys just like sticking out of the horizon. And I'm like, oh, right, okay, that's where Mini Coopers are made. Um, yeah, so good, mate. So good. So good, Mando Cooper. Mate, my favorite part of that scene in the cantina, not not just a tussle between Boba and Cosca. And when and he, again we get another great quote. He says, Well, that isn't the quacter calling the stiffling slimy. Oh. Yeah, love it. It's my my favorite part is because like where's where's Axe Woves at the 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 man the male Mando I in my head canon he was in the toilet when it all happened and he came out and everyone's gone he's like where did everyone go uh, so he missed out because he is on the on the dummy but even before that scene mate Slave One is taking down that Lambda shuttle which has got Doctor Pershing on and we get and it starts off like it doesn't mess around it starts off with the the dogfight 
But then you've got that Imperial guard, the pilot, like, ta- taunting Cara Dune about Alderaan. And basically, he's like, you know, losing two Death Stars was worth it to get rid of your planet of terrorists. And he gets shot in the face. But the, what I got from that, though, it, which which completely ties into another line later on in the season, uh, in the episode of one we heard before, the guy makes it very clear. He says, Dr. Pershing is a clone officer. He's a clone officer. And then later on, obviously we know Giancarlo's midwife Gideon says, the blood will bring order to the galaxy. So we've got a dude who is a clone. Dr. Pershing is not a doctor. He is a cloner. Mm. They need blood. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably get where this is going later on in, in Star Wars lore. But, so I really like the opener. I like the scene where they get Bo and Costa and they set up the Darksaber and how much it means to right. Bo. She must be the one to get it. So we get that. Well, it it, it kind of just elaborates on what we've been talking about and what we kind of know so far. And the Mandalorian is good at not necessarily painting stuff in black and white, but just alluding to stuff until we see the proof in the pudding, right? Yes. Until we see the results actually manifest. It's, mate, it is crazy. It is crazy. And e- even that scene, like that is in the back of my mind right now. And that's still an incredible scene. And like you said, it helps the world building too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And another shot I really liked is when just to say about to get onto the the light cruiser, we actually finally see properly see Tie Fighters being deployed out of the launch tube. I really, really liked that and how and how uh, before the Lambda shuttle which Bo is um, piloting, you know, goes down the launch tube. You get that brilliant shot of the Tie Fighter coming in and then shooting itself out. I really, really like that. And then from then on, it's just it's just stalking and action, mate. Oh, mate. Oh, mate. There's so much in this flipping episode. This was directed by Peyton Reed, wasn't it? Yes. Who yes. He did the did, Spider episode. He did the Spider episode, the Ant-Man episode. And he, of course, directed the Ant- is directing the Ant-Man films, right? That's and, right. Yes. Um, that was, I heard that, I think, last night. I think that got leaked last night by someone. Yes. I um, heard that on Twitter. Like, oh, actually, uh, Pedro Pascal leaked it on, in, in, in an interview. That's he it. said, oh, Peyton's doing it. And I didn't, not that I didn't want to know that, but I tried to go in as blind as possible, even not uh-huh. knowing the director. Yeah, me too. Me too. I thought it was Favreau. Me too. And yeah, I thought it was Favreau too. We, I'm pretty sure we said that on the roundtable that we we uh, we posted on Monday. Um, yeah. Do you know what, mate? It made me nervous and it made me think, ah, oh, mate, that doesn't, I just was in my head. I was like, I don't know. I th- I saw Favreau doing this. I think I was just adamant on that. I'd already made my mind up that that was what was happening. Um, but mate, to see to see this unfold the way it did was fantastic. It was great. Just it it, it was just it felt like. Everything in Star Wars and everything I love about Star Wars, even just simple things like hearing, and I know we've heard it now a few times in this season, just hearing the Slave One just fly by with that noise. And I say it again, I've said this loads of times, I'll say it again, it makes me feel like I'm in 2002 at the cinemas as a kid watching Attack of the Crew. It makes you feel like a kid. That's it. This episode has made me feel like a child so much so much it has delivered on so many things um because i like i said you know in even in the round table none of us knew how this was going to end we didn't know like there no. was no guarantee on how this was going to end and it's actually on paper it's written 
it's been written in a way that you're like, yeah, this almost seems like the most obvious one. Like, I'm sure we've kind of discussed this kind of thing, like a group of allies board the Star Destroyer. They kind of get through to the end and they're struggling. And I, you know, I said that on a round table. I think that's, what, that's how it's going to go down. I think I said that they'll, they'll be on the verge of the feet and then suddenly like Ezra or Ahsoka, I think I said, is going to turn up and help out. Right, right. So when Ahsoka, was it? No, it wasn't, mate. It wasn't. And that was the thing. It could have been like one of a few people. Um, I don't know when to approach this subject, mate. We'll, I don't know we'll when get to there, mate. We'll get there. Well, let's, I mean, before before that, the actual episode itself, before we get before that moment, the episode is still good. It was, like I say, a heist episode. It was very like Mando formula, but it was still a good episode. And then what happened just elevated it. And we get Fennec Shand, Cara Dune, Bo-Katan and Koska. They're taking falls down left, right and centre. They are the, so they're the infantry like, on the front lines taking falls. I love those team up between those four ladies. I thought they were great. And Mando's obviously stalking the halls. Those dark troopers, mate, are—they were terrifying, weren't they? They really yeah, were terrifying. They're, well, they're seemingly indestructible. You're like, well, how? How do Best you beat these guys? How do you like? What do you do? And what did I say earlier? Earlier on in the season, mate, I said the dark troopers are being introduced for a reason, right? Yep. And one of the main reasons for that, I I had an idea that they're basically lightsaber fodder. Yeah, I was like, look, because you can't have the soldiers like just being cut around and being, you know, done over in a certain way. You know, you need really these you can tell these are being built up for some sort of lightsaber combat. That's why I was pretty confident we were going to get someone in this season finale and whether that was Ezra or Ahsoka. Um, but anyway, there's there's a few things in this episode that really just convey the danger. Like I was I felt, mate. This episode started off like almost slow mm-hmm. and it grad just gradually just built up and built up and built up and built up to a crystal like, like a flipping San Francisco tram going uphill. Yeah. And by mm. by the time you're at the top, you're like, mate, hang on. What's the roller coaster? Hang on, mate. What's this? Yeah. You're not a, you're not in San Francisco. You're at, you're at Alton Towers, mate. And you're having a mad one. You're on a roller coaster. You're having a mad one. You're all like sugared up. And before you know it, you're a 10-year-old kid again. Um, mate, Moff Gideon, he My was boy. he was great in this. And he was almost just done over, wasn't he? He was, he was outnumbered because the dude is clearly capable. He is smart. He's intelligent. He was just outnumbered. And to be frank, mate, the stormtroopers on his ship sucked. They were oh, just—they like, they were going down left, right, certainly, weren't they? They were going down left, right, and I mean, don't get me wrong; these—they were up against Mandalore, trained like Mandalorians from birth, right? Someone who's lived, fought in the Clone Wars, you know, Cara Dune, um, Fennec Shand. These are all very capable women, right? And then you've got Mando, like sneaking around. He's like more than capable, obviously, right? It's just—it's quite a formidable team. So it's like, yeah they kind of don't stand a chance, do they? Especially if they're all spread out across the ship. Um, and then, uh, like we've said, there's the dark troopers. And... Those bad boys. Yeah. Well, when they got thrown out of the airlock, I did think, come on. That, can't... that was that was the one time in the episode when I thought, oh, really? You right. give them, the, you give them like, the big build-up, and then they just get chucked out of the airlock. It hadn't um, occurred to me that they've got those propulsor rockets yeah. on their feet. 
Yeah. And I was like, okay, it's cool. We get rid of the threat, but what is the threat now? Because right. we, know, we know about Gideon's there, but what is what can stop, you know, what, Gideon ain't going to stop these people. And obviously we then, and then whilst Manor gets rid of the Dark Troopers, he legitimately snaps a Stormtrooper's neck. We said beforehand he was going full Liam Neeson to get uh, Baby back, and he breaks somebody's <laughs> neck, and then he finds uh, Grogu with Gideon. And I was thinking, you, you get that saber away from my boy. Get it away from the baby, mate. And Gene Carlos does a great job in this scene, because and the music helps, because he, a part of me did think, is he just going to let him walk out? And I believe that Gideon was going to let Mando walk away of the child, because that's when he says, you know, I've got what I wanted, his blood. He's a very, you know, he's got these rare powers which can potentially bring order back to the galaxy. I thought, like, here we go. But I honestly thought he was going to let him go as long as he let Gideon escape because we know Giancarlo is coming back for the third season because like the walking spoiler machine he is, he said that. So I was like, oh, that's how Gideon gets away. But, you know, what's next? What's next? And then, of course, Gideon has a swipe him, doesn't he? Oh, mate, he just tries to go absolutely ham on him. Yeah. Um, a naughty boy. Because I, I was a bit confused at that. I was like... Part of me believed it, and, and, and do you know what? Just before <clears throat> with the with the troopers, I figured they were going to come back anyway because the their their rocket legs. Um, exactly, mate. Exactly. Um, they're going to fly back and you know shoot things up. But do you know what, mate? Um, inside the prison cell, you know, your baby's there, moths there, threat, threat. Now, the dialogue that happens is almost like reasonable, right? Yeah. You're like, yeah, I I can see how Din's like, yeah, do you know what? Saber right now isn't my priority. I want the boy. I want my boy. He's my baby, and I want him safe. Keep so, the Saber, mate. Keep it. Keep it. No, no big deal. No big deal. And um, for a moment, I was like, ah, oh, this isn't unfolding the way I thought it would. And then bish, bash, bosh. Moff's going absolutely mental. He's doing his <laughs> he's absolute. Screaming, he's, he's doing his absolute nut, mate. He's just like swish swash swash um, on Mando's armor, and Mando is like on the defensive for a bit. Right? It's not until he yep. gets some space and he he's got his best car staff and bish bash bosh. But even then, you know they're almost like a even match. But you could tell that. Um, Moff Gideon isn't particularly trained. Uh, I've got a theory that on that, mate. Weapon. Go I've got on. a theory on this. Oh, okay, yeah. Is that Gideon? Because in the, I've watched it twice now. I watched it literally before coming back on. And Gideon, he spells it all out to him. He says, you know, I, I've seen that you've used all your whistling birds, basically. Bo-Katan and her gang are up on the bridge. They're looking for me. They're panicking. She wants that weapon, doesn't she? I think Gideon throws the fight. Because he knows that Bo-Katan can't have that Darksaber unless she wins it. So oh. he knows that if, if Mando wins it off him, she loses. Oh, my She can't days. do anything. Oh, so my I, days, of course. So I'm thinking that, because watching it, Mando does knock it out of his hand, but Gideon puts his arm up in the air. like He's almost like, if I put my arm up, like, t- hit me, hit me in the arm kind of thing. And I think he's potentially thrown that just to put a spanner in the works, which then pits Bogotan against Mando. He wants them to fight. So that's how I saw it. Oh, mate, that's a good point. He's a naughty boy, Gideon is. That's a flaming good point. My mm-hmm. my, my my head's in my hands now, and I'm like, oh, my <laughs> days, there's, <laughs> yes. there's more. There's more sauce. There's more spice. 
to the pot. Um, yeah, mate, that is that's absolutely a possibility. I could see that being hands down a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, that, <laughs> that's another plot point, right? Is by the end of this episode, I'm starting to realize, yeah, no, this Mandalore thing is actually very important. This story that was started yeah. in the Clone Wars, you know, and looked at again, revisited in in Rebels, and then Clone Wars final season is now it's going to be explored in the Mandalorian, which mm-hmm. makes sense. It's in the yeah. title. It's in the title. Um, it's this the scale of this story is getting bigger, and wow, what a predicament to be in right <laughs> because now yeah technically din is kind of like the rightful ruler of mandalore from he's, a certain point of view right yeah he's, he's got the claim he's the claimant to the throne now and bo-katan was well, this is what this is what got me as well because bo-katan she couldn't get it off maul she couldn't get it off din so she's never had much luck but didn't in rebels didn't sabine just give it to her she's like thanks if you remember right, didn't Sabine just kind of like hand it over oh, to her? Right. Just to say, like, I, you I, are the ruler. I'll have to revisit that. But, but that's, that's just something that came to me. I, but I think she does. But that could be because maybe there's a gap in the rule with family, no, like knowing that family can't fight. There's that it's um, handed down, and that's maybe why, in theory, a royal family could work because it, yeah. a bow is still referred to as a princess a couple of times, right? Yeah, I love that. Love that because she is she is she is like a roy- royalty of Mandalore. Yeah. Um well, that's, yeah. that's a story for like a, that's a story for another day, but it did right, get to me. Right. Um but also it's like how is this going to affect Bo going forward? Because she wants that dark saber. Right. Yeah, that's that well that's yeah, right. Uh that's, that's like mate. That's a lot of material for next season. Like you can see it, you can you can see a lot of things. Uh, coming in the in the future seasons, um, mate, absolute filth. I thought the direction was really good too. Mm-hmm. I thought the direction was really good. It was filmed well, um, but it all, it, you know, going back to the tram analogy, it was kind of like leading to this point that I wasn't hundred percent sure where it was going. But as the episode went on, I I kind of was guessing where this was going. As- yeah, go on. You were no, I was, I, was, no, I was just like breathing in in excitement. <laughs> I didn't think, I didn't think the way it was going to happen. I'm like breathing heavily down the mic. Sorry, everyone's ears. Um, I didn't think it was going to happen the way it did because I just didn't believe that Luke Skywalker, I can't believe I'm saying it, was going to turn up. I didn't think it, again, I, I, it, I thought it'd be Ahsoka, but if it wasn't going to be Ahsoka, then it would be Ezra because that would probably tie into the Ahsoka thing. I couldn't see Cal Kestis because... The games are their, are their own story. They've been, Lucasfilm have pretty much said that, that they're creating their own story within those games. So for Cal to turn up kind of negates the point of those games if we know Cal survives. So, right. um, But I still would have liked to have seen it. But um, honestly, mate, when because Gideon said, you know, you're going to have a valiant last stand, but you're all going to die. Apart from me and the child, he's got a concealed weapon. And what I like about this episode is what Peyton and John and everyone did was a few times, I wasn't sure... Because I honestly thought they were going to kill Cara Dune off in this episode because in one moment her her blaster jams, her gun jams in the in the out corridor, and Fennec blasts you know the, the uh, one of the greatest assassins in the galaxy, you know covers her back, and then we we see that he finds one of the weapons that the discarded from a stormtrooper corpse, and he and I'm thinking and they kept showing Cara Dune an awful lot in this, and she she's the one who pushes him down, and and I'm thinking at any point he's just going to get up and kill her. And that was this is going to be it. So there was there was also that tension. So you have got the dark troopers trying to get in. They're bashing down the door, and and that trooper theme 
is quality. Ladvig Goranson has done another banger there. <laughs> but first, oh, I was like, like, someone's going down, and it's going to be it's going to be Kara. Um, but then Gideon obviously starts blasting bolts into Bo and tries to kill the child. And again, the dad of Lorien throws himself in front of him, and it's building, like you said, it's building to something. And you're like, how do they get out of this? Gideon. You know, Gideon is is going mad. He tries to kill himself. He got the dark troopers coming in. It's just mad. I'm glad he didn't kill himself. Like, I love Fine. that he went to do it, and Kara like just stopped him from doing it. I feel he looked that... terrified when they said sorry. When they said a Jedi was coming, yes, yeah, he, he looks terrified. You, you see his face change like throughout this scene. Right. You know, um, he... Well, they say yeah because initially, right. Um, th- there's no hope. And I'm thinking, wow, what the hell is going to happen? I remember thinking like, yeah, they don't stand a chance. Like that, And they are all very skilled. Like you saw these people take out like so many stormtroopers, but Din like barely, barely scratched a dark trooper, right? He, he kind of just, it, he really struggled. Now imagine a beefcake like Cara Dune against her without any Beskar, right? A very skilled warrior, yeah, it's gonna get murked, mate. It's gonna get murked in like I don't know seconds. It wouldn't take long. It would not take long. Um, the X-wing turns up at that point. I knew, and I, I couldn't believe it. I, I bet I, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I'm pretty sure. I went from like my, where my sofa is. I have like a little social cube. A little yeah. ottoman that I put my feet on. I know, you know, you've you've been. I noticed, mate. I put my taco bell on that as well. You did. <laughs> you did, mate. Um, oh yeah, no. Uh, anyway, but I anyway, I, I had my like feet up on that watch now, and as soon as the X wing like turned up, I was like, hang on, because it was already getting tense. But I was like, hang on, hang on, hang on. No. Yeah. I sat forward and just went, no. no. I, no. I I leaned forward. And they're like, I think it's Bo or something like that. It's like, what, what's, what's your name, like, or something like that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And Identify no, yourself. No reply. X-wing just comes in, lands, and uh, watching the webcams. And what's cool is your initial look at it is this hooded character, and there's combat, but it's in, it's on the camera, so it's black and white. Yeah. But even then, I'm, th- I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, I. I think that's Luke, but it could at this point it could have been Ezra, it could it could have been a it could have been a new character, right? I it could have been Ahsoka because not because they were white, because it's black and white, obviously. But they, and obviously they'd done this purposely because of the resolution of that cam. When when the sabers are being swung, it almost looks like th- there's two because of the residual trail of the light. It looks oh, like there's two at some point. I, I was like, see, oh, I, when, when I saw it, I I initially thought it was just one. I thought it was, oh no, that's just the one saber. But it was so, the X-Wing that gave and it. And you know? it looked taller. It looked, um, the parts, yeah. the figure looked taller than Ahsoka. And I was like, okay, that's, yeah. that's a taller person. And yeah, then you see it's a green lightsaber. <laughs> and the hill as well. I, it's all a bit murky from here on, guys. Um, yeah. Dude, I I got so emotional during this. I'm, I got teary eyed. I got teary eyed during this, and I I was standing up and watching this. I was standing up, Matt, and watching this. Mental. Um, and maybe it's because Luke Skywalker. Because at that point, you're like, it's Luke. 
Like I know it's it, this is Luke, or they're insinuating it's Luke. I don't and even know if it's going to see his face. Well. Yeah, you see it. At this point, I'm like, yeah, this is Return of the Jedi Luke. And the glove, yeah. Right. Ah, oh, and he's a Jedi Master. And these monsters that the Mandalorian, our boy Din, was struggling against. I mean, Luke's making them look like butter, isn't he? He's, he, he is just making them look like fools. Yep. That's the Jedi Master. That is Luke Skywalker. That's the hero of this story, the Skywalker sto- saga. You know, Luke is in the middle of that. And what's mad is throughout it, you know, it just, it, you're reassured that it is Luke just by the fighting style. It looks like a Luke who has got better at fighting, right? Oh, yes. But it's still Luke Skywalker. And actually, right, it echoed a lot of how Anakin fought in Revenge of the Sith. It's a good show. A lot, mate. Great and there was, there was other scenes where I was like, do you know what that is? That Rogue One Vader. That's that Vader. Is, that's Rogue One Vader, but light side, right? Yep. You could be like, yeah, you can see the family fighting side. He he fights a bit like his dad. Um, the thought and care that just went into that, I am shook, mate. I'm shook. I. Mate, I was the same. I sat forward when the X Wing. As soon as Kyra Dune said one X Wing, oh, that's going to help us. That was it for me. And even though I was looking at those blades, thinking I'm sure I can see two, Ahsoka doesn't have an X Wing, and I and I knew it. And it went, as soon as I saw the belt buckle, I was like, "Yep." Then the glove, and then they had the shot of him approaching with the saber. The the, the green was ignited, and he saw the hilt. I was like, "That this is it, mate. Let's just sit back." And I'm going to let this wash over me. And he's force pulling, force push. He's crushing a dark trooper's interior. He crushes it. This is like the this is the Luke that people were playing with action figures in like the in the eighties. You know, the kids were playing with Luke. This is it. This is it. This is like I say, light side Vader moment. Especially when he, you know, the doors open in the bridge and he's there in the mist with the green. That's just like father like son. And I could honestly, mate. It was when you see from seeing Gideon's face, he doesn't know who it is. He just knows as a Jedi and he's shaking. But then you find out that this is Luke. It's Luke Skywalker. Honestly, mate, big boy Luke Skywalker. I had no, I knew, I did not think he was going to turn up. I had no belief that he was going to turn up this season. I thought maybe in the series finale, like the entire finale of the whole thing, Luke's going to turn up. This ending played out like a series finale, not a season finale. But um, so I could have, but. So this makes me think, what on earth are they coming next? But honestly, mate, just seeing Luke gliding through like that and vi- like seeing him doing it and via the, the cameras and that, and everyone is kind of watching him, and Grogu's touching the monitor. He, he's just like, oh, you know, this, yeah. is, this is it. Well, that's, like, this is that's a really nice little detail that happens is you, you're kind of seeing Grogu's response to Luke as he gets closer. Like, because yeah. it, it looks like Grogu is just flat out exhausted, sad, depressed, which, you know, he probably is. Probably he is. can probably Blood. sense everyone oh, in the room thinking, do you know what? probably gonna die now like yeah. he's probably thinking yeah damn like we're going to use to force himself we're going down 
and yeah and he's knackered and then suddenly you do you see this little baby perk up you see the ears flicker and there is a moment where they're fight like luke is going ham on these dro- i can't even believe i'm saying that luke skywalker oh, yeah, is going ham and he's destroying these these droids and baby's watching it on the screen and he he just turns around and like smiles yeah so, <laughs> yeah I can sense this guy. I can, and Luke Skywalker is actually just—it's like nothing. Yeah, nothing. yeah, that's right, that's right. And do you know what it felt like? It felt like a perfect merging of the OT and the PT, and also the sequel trilogy in those kind of moments. Because we're used to seeing Obi Wan and Qui Gon and Anakin slicing droids down. Now we're seeing Luke Skywalker do it on a ship that looks a, like a hybrid of First Order and the Empire. You've got Bo-Katan from the Clone Wars standing there as well. Uh, we know Boba Fett's around. It's it was like a perfect blending of all of the areas of Star Wars in that moment, and even like the music, like the choral music, it felt like a spiritual moment, like this ethereal moment with Luke cutting these geezers down, these dark troopers, with this music. It's almost like I don't know. I just don't know, like the coming of someone very, very special. And it was, it was, but it didn't just feel like a wink and a nod to the audience, like hey. Here comes Luke. Watch this. It felt like a real moment that yeah. impacted the season, the series, and the law as a whole. It felt like it was. It felt right, mate. It felt right. Yeah, you're spot on, mate. I, I, I was, I was getting like teary eyed, and I don't get, I don't get like that over silly stuff, right? Uh, you know, that's all. That's all down to interpretation. Um. Like one of the first, like I've barely cried at a seminar sit at the cinema before, but I got teary over the Ben Solo and Han yeah. um, reunion in the Rise of Skywalker, and I think that was also because of the timing in my life. You know, I hadn't long uh, lost my mum, sadly, and yeah, I've just uh, over the last few years, there's been some crazy stuff that's happened. I've mentioned, I've mentioned that on the podcast and that scene just resonated with me so much, but today it was tears of something else. It was like emotion and happiness of almost justice to, to revisit this hero that I grew up playing on a Game Boy, you know, to see with the same haircut. <laughs> the he, same, he had a fresh job, didn't he? He had a fresh job. Like the same cut from Jedi and same clothes and to see him in the action with a green lightsaber taking down enemies, you know, being a goodie. I I couldn't I couldn't believe it and I and I struggled to take that in because Matt, I, I said, I think Luke's going to make an appearance in this. I don't know about season two. I don't know about season three. I you think Adam, yeah, he's coming back. I, I was said that because if, especially once I included Ahsoka, she refers to other Jedi. I was like, well, if, if that's the case, then it's obvious. I, I feel like it's Luke. And I know that in, I think with a lot of people, I was in the minority. It seemed like I was being a dreamer. And do you know what, mate? I didn't, I didn't like truly believe. I didn't sit down this morning and say, do you know what? We're going to see Luke Skywalker. Can't wait. I I didn't do that. I did not do that. I had no idea what was going to happen. And we were saying that last week. That's a testament to the writing and the direction of this series is that we, we have no clue how it was going to end. Um, but mate, special, you know, 
we're recording this and we're releasing this on the 18th of December, 2020. Five years ago, uh, on a Friday as well, actually, um, I saw The Force Awakens. Yes, it's released, with, yeah. With my friends, a big, big group of friends. And that was my favorite experience at the cinema ever, ever. And um, five years later, under crazy different circumstances in, in my life, the world, and I'm sure your, your circumstances are different too, mate. And yet we, we're kind of celebrating the same thing again, right? We're seeing the return of something incredible, something that is going to be remembered in popular culture <laughs> forever. Today, remember today, guys. Remember what you've seen today, and, and try to try to really capture those feelings. Try to really remember them because this is special. This is special. Yep, I can't. Uh, yeah, it's been a wretched year, and it looks like Favreau and Filoni have have saved twenty twenty. And we've all said that in jest at one point as well. But again. One more time, I haven't seen the reaction. I certainly hope people are enjoying what they're seeing, but um, it seems like to me, anyway, what a way to kind of round off the year. You know, I me mean, to see to see this. It's like a, do you know what I mean? Here's a gift. Here's a gift to end this year off, mate. Here's Luke Skywalker, like you remember him in Return of the Jedi, a little bit older, a little bit wiser. This is the moment you've been waiting for. For every, I mean, I've mentioned before, characters are getting their hero moments. Ahsoka, Bo, Boba, they've all had one. But this, mate, is on another level. This was like an ethereal level moment. And I can't wait to get online later on and see the reactions, see what people are saying, because I can't imagine there's any kind of dissonance. I'm, and there are probably a few people saying, oh, well, I don't want Luke turning up. If so, pfft, he yeah, did. Mate, uh, basically, forget, yeah. forget it. Don't let, like, go with what your feelings are right now. It, and don't let it. people trample on that. People are always, of course, they're entitled to their opinion. And I tell you what, mate, I think from from a very like grounded uh real world perspective, you know, Luke as a character, I was looking at it and I was like, Do you know what? I don't think you could have Luke Skywalker in like a TV show, like his own TV show right now, especially if they're gonna go down that route. It was Mark Hamill credited as yes, Luke Skywalker in this. Um and I was looking at that, I was like, Do you know what? The the CG and stuff, you know, this is a this is a TV show. This is a TV show. It doesn't get the budget of something like Rogue One, shockingly, right? It it just doesn't. It doesn't get that money. That's not how business works. And I think con- when you take into consideration what they had, the tools at their disposal, disposal, um, is that right? I'm, I'm so excited. Yes, I'm you're, sure right. No, you're right. I'm even phrase. using English correctly. <laughs> I was like, is that is it disposable or disposal? Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, um, mate. I think I'm I'm just so happy with what I got and I believed it. I believed it. When I saw Luke on screen, I was like, okay, I can tell that's not that's obviously, you know, been tinkered with. That's not an organic face. And I don't care. I don't the only care. thing that the only thing that the only thing that was for me was when it, when he's talking, the mouth is slightly off, but that was that's been the same oh. in all of these kind of things. But you know what, mate? I don't care because it sounded like 1983 Mark Hamill it and and it looked like Mark Hamill it looked like Luke Skywalker sorry it looked like him just because and I hear you and you know I'm on the same page there look there's there's a few like minor things here and there the uncanny valley and all that but because we know it's not him 
But come on, like 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 you've just said, like we said, don't worry about that. Let's just let's just enjoy the moment that we're watching the Mando and Luke Skywalker has just turned up, wreck shop in the most light side way. He's and he's he's saved the day. This is what Luke Skywalker does. The hero saves the day, and it looked great. I mean, it, it looked incredible. And I, on on your point, I don't I don't tear. There's been a few films that have made me ball my eyes out, and I, you know how much I love films. I watch them all the time. But there's only been a few really. I can't name any because I forget them. But I, uh, recently this year, I think this year softened me up a bit, and I ball my eyes. Out. But oh, I bawled like a baby at the end of it. I'm so glad no one was in this morning when. Luke emerges from the mist and uh, like Vader and he said you know I'll, I'll give my life to protect the child but he's not going to be safe until he masters his abilities and, and little Grogu he's, he asks daddy for permission to go and you know oh, oh god the music and then he like, he goes to touch his helmet and he takes his helmet off and Din's crying and baby touches his face I'm ball, I'm bawling my eyes out at the moment I'm, I'm like a baby <laughs> because uh, and also, this is going to sound odd, but for like a millisecond, I genuinely disliked Luke Skywalker. I was like, don't you dare take our baby away from us. Please don't. Please say he's going to turn around and say, no, I want to go back to my dad. But he doesn't. And that's for next season to deal with. But um, of course, I didn't really dislike Luke. But honestly, when he touches Mando's face and he's got his big oh, baby eyes searching, yeah. Din sm- yeah. smiles at him, man. And I was like, I'm, honestly, I'm, ball- I'm balling my eyes out with Din and... I was like, this, this can't be the end. And he's just, this is the way he's like, don't be afraid. Go on, go on kid. This, you know, this, this is for the best. I'll see you again. I promise. <laughs> I was gone, man. Mate, yeah, I've been uh, this afternoon. <clears throat> I've been, or well, this morning, I've been working. And I was like, I was playing the Rolling Stones song like over and over again. You can stand me up. Uh, because cause, like in that, there's the chorus. I was like, don't make Roman cry, uh, mate. I, because that, and it's funny. That's what was in my head. Because it's like, yeah, and you know, I, we, unlike yourself, I, I don't. I, I see this first thing in the morning, and because um, I know you got family responsibilities and, and whatnot, and drop my kid off at school, and then that happens. I was like, okay. I know, mate, and. and I've been I've been looking on the internet, and I, I can assure you, it feels like that Rolling Stone song can be number one, <laughs> or at least chart. Because John and Dave making grown men cry since twenty twenty, bro. Trust me, because like that that that's what's happening. That is what's happening. You imagine, mate, especially and listen. I love the Last Jedi for what it is. It's not perfect. It isn't, and it's not flawless at all um but i do love the last jedi and i love that it went for something new and original and and daring um and part of that was luke skywalker and i think a lot of people were expecting a certain type of luke skywalker right they were expecting him to like jump into the battle and you know uh face down the first order with a laser sword right that's that's what that's what he says now for those guys You've got it. You've yeah. got it. you've got that moment, right? Oh, come on! <laughs> let, let alone uh, let alone responding to the thing with that uh, din ch- taking off his helmet. That's a big deal, anyway. That is a huge deal. He took, his, he, he took off his helmet so that, it, like everyone in the room, could see him do that. 
and that, yeah. you know, and it wasn't because it was because for him it was the right thing to do, you know. And the little baby, his boy, just touched his face, and for for now, it's goodbye for now. Oh. And Din says, you know, I'll see you again. I'll see you again soon. Something along those lines. See you again, I promise. Yeah, and Luke. Is just a boster in that. It's so respectful. R2 pops up, which again, oh, right. R2's the reason why little baby kind of walks away from from his daddy, right? That's he kind of turns around and goes, Oh, what's that? Like a classic. Hey. It's, like, it's like my attention, like <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm upset, turn around. Oh, what's that? Right? You know, that's I can relate to that. Uh lovely mate. Beautiful moment. Beautiful moment. Oh, just just seeing R2, because again, you see Luke Skywalker, you see Red 5. You goodness, I didn't even think, but you've got to see R2. And then the way he comes and he gets all excited, he's dancing for Grogu. And you know, those two are going to have an absolute blast together, R2 and Grogu. And Luke, he can see, he can see that obviously he probably sense like Din's emotion and pain and sorrow. And he just kind of gives him a little smile and a nod as if to say, I get you, dude. I, I feel you, bro. And he nods back and and... Even when Grogu's in the elevator, Din just gives him a little nod as if to say, it's going to be okay, son. And I I mean, again, it, 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 we're not here to speculate on season three. I'm sure we'll do that coming forward. But it opens up the question, man, is, you know, next next season, what we're going to get. But that wasn't the end of the episode, was there? Because there was a post credit scene. Maybe. Well, that's the thing. And I'm afraid, like, there's going to be tons of people who don't see that. But I think the, the season finale... Uh, or for this season finale, didn't have the concept art in the credits. And I think that was to tell you something was different. Something is different. Um, because if I recall, the, the season finale of last season did have the concept art in the credits. I, yes, could, did, yeah. I could be wrong with that, but yeah, okay, that's good to know. Um, and it, I was like, wow, this is different. And the music was different. It was like, oh, wow, it's kind of optimistic optimistic but it's also kind of a bit somber like it was it was like a weird choice of music again shows and demonstrates the the genius of ludwig Göransson. um and now toward the end of the episode you think right okay yeah yeah okay yeah 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 and then we see a scene and we see a thick boy bib fortuna <laughs> he's been living a good life hasn't he eating those frogs and it oh again i was like oh that's like legends that is like legends because that's kind of what happened there he became the hut um fortuna right and now what did you just say big fortuna big fortuna (laughs) that's it is big boys big boy he can play a bit of rugby now he can crack on Um, right so yeah, and then and then you know Boba comes in with with uh, Fennec and bang, dead mate. Do you want a drink, Overhead? You're out. You're out, mate. Um, Don't want a Wonga today. And there's an announcement uh, that we were even discussing on this week's main show. Right, we were we were going over all the Lucasfilm announcements. We were like, wow, really weird that they didn't announce a Boba Fett show. It, well, now we know why. <laughs> That's a, you can add another Boba one on Fett. Fett. The, the book. book of Boba Fett, December 2020. It's going to run concurrently with Mando season three. And just, it really? just a shot of him on that throne with Fennec drinking that blue juice. I was thinking to myself, you better get that queen her own throne, 
bro. You can't just have it sitting on your uh, armchair, dude. Um, but I love that. I love just a shot of them both as if to say, like, you know, this, this, is, this is our realm now. And then December 2021, I was like, what a way. What a way to end off the season. What a way to end off the year. What a way for Lucasfilm just to lay their cards on the table and say, you like that? Here's something else for you. Chew on that until next year. It's it's like the Jurassic Park, uh, Jeff Goldblum meme. It's like, you did it. You, you crazy SOB. You did it. They've done it. They've. I mean, I can't see. I just can't believe anybody would watch that and see that reveal and the whole episode and be like, didn't really do it for me, actually, mate. I just, I mean, if they did, fine. But this time, all your opinions are wrong if you didn't like this. How can you not enjoy this? Honestly. It, I mean, felt, it felt like it just felt right. It felt so right and Star Warsy and big. It felt big. It felt huge. And it felt like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And that makes sense. And that makes sense. It just seems very well thought out. And I want to just thank everyone. Not that they're listening to this, but I want to thank everyone who, who, contributes to the creation of this show to the mandalorian you know to making this this grand mythology and i think you know a lot of people have been saying like star wars is back well blow me down is it back now is it back now like mate come on big boy i'll tell you one my last one of my last thoughts mate is we knew every. We thought we knew everything going into this season. We knew all the leaks. We knew who was going to be in it, but they kept they damn well kept Luke Skywalker quiet. I don't know if any leaks came out in the last few days. I don't know, but I had no idea. But we knew. But we knew Ahsoka and Bo and potentially Cobb Vanth and Boba were coming back. But just like Baby Yoda in season one, they kept the Luke Skywalker thing. I mean, for the masses anyway, because I was on socials last night, didn't see anything no, for, from the mass no. public. They kept that very very quiet. So. Kudos to them for doing that. And I echo you, mate. What a great season. What a wonderful season of Star Wars TV. Some of the best Star Wars we've ever had. And where they go from here, I don't know. But I'm very excited to spend the next year speculating and theorizing. And I'm very sad that we don't have a Friday recap and a Friday Mando anymore. But if that's what they're going to leave us with, mate, then I'm happy with that. Well, they've left us with loads of stuff and content to talk about. You know, like there, there's still a lot, and I need to rewatch this. And I did, I rewatched the last scene, um, and I, I still couldn't get over it. I still couldn't believe it. I was, I was jumping up and out. I feel, I feel like a child, mate. And isn't that amazing? Isn't it amazing that that John Favreau, Dave Filoni, Peyton Reed, Kathy Kennedy, Colin Wilson, like all these people that have contributed to this incredible show have given me back a part of my childhood for what has been one of the most horrendous years for the modern age. They've made us feel good again. They've made us feel just happy momentarily. It doesn't fix the world, but blow me down. Does it make Friday the 18th of December memorable? Right. I get one more time again after the force awakens and now this, what a date, what a date mad mate it's absolute madness and uh yeah thank you i can't believe it mate luke skywalker he's back done so oh. in so in, in summary did you uh did you like the episode mate yes mate this is one of my favorite <laughs> episodes I, and again i really struggle like, i see some guys out there measuring and like saying oh these are my favorite mando episodes and my like i'm not in that sort of place 
I don't know if I ever will be. I roughly have in my head where stuff is. This is certainly toward the top. I can see myself rewatching this a lot. Yeah. A Same. lot. A lot. Same. I, I think one day I'm going to try to rank them at some point, but let's let, let's just let the goodness and the spice sink in first. But um, yeah, I, I dug this as well, mate. I think it's a great way to end the season, oh. leading into season three next year. Who knows what's going to happen? But I'm here for it. We'll probably find out in March when the leaks start dropping. But um, I believe then that is that for this episode of the recap, my friends. So. Thank you, everyone, who's come along on this ride with us on this San Fran tram and roller coaster with us and then listened and enjoyed and shared and liked and retweeted and commented. We appreciate every single one of you. Uh, thank you so much. Um, if you want to find us online, you can do. Where can they look? They can find us at our swanky website, starwarsessions.co.uk. Uh, search for us on socials. Just search Star Wars Sessions, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, the lot. Uh, and we've got a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Look up all the filth there. You can sign up from a $2 a month, less than a cup of coffee from a coffee shop. Come on. And uh, if you've got thoughts about this episode, Send us an email, send us a voice note to hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Yep, I argue that we'd love to hear from you guys. So we hope you enjoyed season two and this particular episode. Let us know what you thought about it. But from probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast and me, this is the way. And from Luke, this is the way. <laughs> <laughs>